Okay. Um, have you guys considered what you um what you might be the best at in the world? Uh, I don't know, man. Like out of anything, it could be whatever you want. What in the world do you think you're the best at? Seriously, I I, I genuinely want to know. I know we've maybe talked about this. I don't know if it was on air or not, but see, but I'm not particularly good at anything. That's my problem. Do you think you're the best at remembering California terminology? No, because I had to Google it. <laughs> okay. That was a fun converse- conversation. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, I think we collectively so- are the best podcasters. True. Okay, okay. Now let's talk about things that are real. Um, <laughs> Joe, what do you think? I don't know. I think... Um, I think we're all at a point in our lives where we're too young to be the best at what we do. Anything we do. Yeah, but it could be anything. Like, like it could be... Hmm. I'm, I'm trying to come up with a good example here. Hmm. Um. I mean, I could be, a, like, a jerk and say that we're the best at the sim race broadcasting, but... I mean, you are. But here's mine, right? Like, I feel like I'm the best... Uh, I'm the best non... I'm the best American at reheating pasta. Oh. That's a bold claim. But I can kind of see where you're going. I think I'm the best at it. I think I think if I reheated pasta and then everyone else in America reheated pasta, mine would still be the best. There is a skill to it, I will say. Mm-hmm. There's some, some finesse. So are you putting like a little bit of water in a small bowl in the microwave? Are you... Uh... Here's the dice, right? You don't microwave pasta in a bowl. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is you put, like, a little bowl of water in there. Do you see what I'm saying? Here's what you do. Because that creates a a musty environment. I take, I want to make sure my my hands are very clean and washed, and I take, like, I take some water, and if it looks like it's going to be quite dry, I just kind of... You know, do a little flick, do the little wah, 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 like flicks of water droplets mm-hmm. on the pasta. And then I heat it up in certain increments. You know, one minute, if it's a big plate, is 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 sufficient. If it's a smaller plate, you might want to go a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'm the best in the world at it is what is what's important. All right. I think using a I microwave want... to reheat your... Uh... What you're eating right now is is weird. You should have put it in a pan. Oh, maybe. They got some better uh, better flavors. Okay. Because the microwave does kind of make it lose some of the flavor, right? Yeah. Oh, no one else ever noticed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. why I'm the best at it. Mm. <laughs> okay. So that's you guys' homework. Next cold open, we're gonna talk about what you guys think you're the best at. I want I want answers. I don't know if I'm the best at it, but I have like way too much useless like sports trivia stuck in my head. So That's like my good. my roommate likes to when I say put me on, I don't know if put me on blast is the right term, but he always tells people that I can name every Super Bowl matchup. And I'm like, God, can you? And then I can. Uh, we got a really that, short show tonight. So uh... that might be you might be the best at that. You might be the, you might be the best at naming every Super Bowl matchup. Maybe. So. 
I don't know. Pick a year, I guess. Joe, you got to do this. And when I when I say the year, I'm saying the year of the season, not the because the Super Bowl is played in February. So if you were to say like 1996, I'm going to say the 96 season, not 20, the season. 20. Uh, that was the Buccaneers over the Chiefs. So. Wow, Correct. two years ago, really, really reaching down in there. So I'm just trying to give you an easy job. one. Just trying to help yeah. you warm up, you know. Okay. Uh, nineteen, uh, mm, eighty-five. Eighty-five was Bears over the Patriots. So that one pops right in my head because the eighty-five Bears might be the greatest one-year dynasty of all time. So do the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> That was the playoff run where in three games they gave up 10 points. So, do the math on that. <laughs> Impressive. Alright, well, uh, any anything else, folks? Um, Joe, what are you good at? I don't know. Okay. Think it's on pretty it. good at hosting this podcast. Ayo. Uh, that is a bold-faced lie. Well, welcome, folks, to the Fake Racers podcast. <laughs> As always, we're back here after the weekend's motorsports events. We called some great races on JTN as well. I can't say on JTN 2 because then, you know, people get confused because obviously we don't broadcast on JTN 2, although, stay tuned. Um, although, with all that being said, though, can't thank you enough for tuning in to Fake Race Podcast this week, whether you're listening to us or you're watching us here on YouTube. Um... That, of course, is Davey. He is stuffing his face full of pasta because he is a hungry boy. Mm-hmm. I'm a working man. Yep. And then Matthew is down below. As he should be. Yeah. And I'm Joe, and that's... Perennial uh, bottom. Yep. That's Bristol Maybe. back there. Maybe bleep that out. There he is. <laughs> now nah, we... I literally have a TikTok video of us saying that. There's Bristol. Yeah. Um, And we're going to take you through some racing from this past weekend, although it was a light weekend, so... Yeah. Let's uh let's let's get right into it. SRX. First race from Five Flags. There was literally no hype for this season compared to last. You can say that's cuz it was new last year. I say that they did a better job marketing it last year. Yeah. I kind of forgot SRX was happening up until very recently. Um they're obviously they're at Sorry, I didn't <laughs> I, I was I thought you had something to say cuz <laughs> No, I didn't watch SRX. Well, I watched it. I didn't listen to it. I didn't. I, there was no. I had no concept of okay. storylines. I just saw the racing. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about you, Matthew? Uh, I watched the highlights of it. I couldn't see it live because I was busy. Wonderful. But I've gone back and watched all the important stuff since then. So. Well, Alan Vestwick, as always, did a great job. Connor Daly did a really yes, good job did. in the booth too. Did he? Good. I thought. Yeah, so. he was good. Good. Um, they did a couple in car interviews during the racing i know they did it with tony mm-hmm. um i forget if that they did it with bobby labani too or whatnot um it was very hot though in pensacola get yeah. some audio texture there we go um so that it was extreme heat drivers were exhausted probably not the best uh situation for guys like uh i don't know bill elliott to be in yeah. racing but uh, nonetheless, <laughs> Trooper and Elio Castroneves ends up coming away with the victory after making a last-second phone call. He yeah. literally just showed yeah. up. <laughs> it was like, you yeah. guys got a 13th car? And they were like, all right. Sure. Come on in. Get in there, Elio. Runs the show. Like, dang. 
Um, something that didn't get talked about, though, uh, was the fact that I didn't realize this, that Ray Everham isn't, like, a part of this anymore. Mm. Like, he's, I think he still has his investment in it, but, like, all these cars and stuff aren't being built out of his shop. Yeah, Junior, I was, uh, a recent episode of the Dale Junior Download mentioned that, how Ray Everham's not really involved with, like, the day-to-day operations of it now. So. That's interesting. So yeah. I do, I do worry about it from that perspective, although Ray Everham's usually only good for a couple of years when he gets something and then it seems like he gets bored with it and it kind of dies off, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like his cup team. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Obviously, a very brilliant mind and stuff. So that kind of that sinks that he's not there. I, I don't want to, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's good that he's gone. Personally, I think long run it's better. Why is that? I don't know. I just not that. Not I don't know. I don't think Ray Everham. Ray Everham likes not, to build it's not the things. Same, it's not the like same Ray Everham. Yeah, it's not the same Ray Everham that existed in the late 90s with Jeff Gordon. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the Ray Everham of now who, like you said, jumps from project to project. And, you know, I, it's, it's, you know it's, I, I don't want to say it's just a vibe, but I get a vibe from him that, like, when he's done, he's done. And I don't, I like, it makes sense that if he didn't want to be there, it's a good thing he's not there because he would just drag everything down with it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ravenham's a good person. I have no strong feelings on this either way. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I don't That's... know much about Ravenham, so. I thought the racing well, was... Boy, do I have some... I know, I know the Aaron Crocker deal, obviously. <laughs> I've read Wikipedia before. You got any Dinner with well... Racers episodes to highlight there, Davey? Huh. No, but there's a pretty good Dale Jr. download episode about it, so. Yeah, I like how I didn't do the thing, but Matt did a thing, and you're not calling <laughs> Matt out, but I didn't even do I wasn't even about to do the thing. My my question was serious though. Like I, I wasn't gonna call it, I'm sorry. Uh I actually I'm not gonna lie, I Ray Abraham steered clear very cleverly of questions about that situation and accompanying situations. Um, on his Dinner with Racers episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't like didn't like shut shut the questions down, but just kind of like, oh, you know, these things happen, and obviously, like this has the generic know, responses. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just kind of kind of just smoothed over it. Nice little yeah. mound of dirt. The PR people responses, not the very much so. Not the everyday his, person. His his lawyer's response. There the person go. I want to hear from is is Scott Riggs because he showed up the year that the whole meltdown with Mayfield happened. And then a year later he was out of there. And when Jeremy Mayfield was on the Dale Jr. Download, he didn't even mention Scott Riggs. Like he, he like he mentioned Casey Kane and Aaron Crocker. And then he was like, and I can't remember where Casey's crew went to. And I was like, uh, Scott Riggs, the third car that was there. Remember? <laughs> I actually, so anyways, all he was talking about the 91 team, right? Yeah. That they had for Bill Elliott part time as like the test car. I actually found the diecast of it at the flea market this weekend, and I was like, I had oh, to get yeah. it. Oh yeah, I have a, I've had the one sixty fourth that car. Yeah, for the a while. Stanley car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I really want to hear Casey Kane talk about it. Yeah, because like looking back, like he was the face of that team. 
right? Like I, Bill Elliott obviously did really good in the team's infancy and first couple years. But when you th- <laughs> when I think of Evan Ham, I think of the nine car. I think of Casey Kane. Yeah, I don't think of Bill Elliott. Yep, same. Um, and maybe that's just a result of our ages and when you know when we were coming up with it. But um, he also drove it for like twice as long. As, well, as yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I feel like if you talk to maybe someone that's uh, of the older generations, they might associate the nine with Bill Elliott just because of the history he had with it beforehand. Yeah, and then obviously with the uh, um, with Everham. But that's that's a guy I really want to hear from because it, it feels like. <laughs> I have a feeling Casey Kane has a lot of things he could talk about. Yeah, because he was there right up until the end when when they became petty and and that whole team fell apart. Like, I especially want to hear the behind the scenes stuff that happened with Elliot Sadler. <clears throat> I want to hear the yeah. 2010 stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Cause that it, too. Because, you know, it's it's always weird when all of a sudden you're uh, you're a big name race car driver that won multiple races the year before and the next year. You're uh, you're not running in your car for the last five races. It's kind of yeah. weird. So, yikers, but uh, SRX, uh, the racing I thought was okay. Five Flags is just a weird track in general with tires and it's not symmetrical and all these things. And the heat, mm-hmm. I, I think the heat definitely did not help the event, yeah. Um, but I was glad CBS they do a great job, I think, broadcasting it. Mm-hmm. A lot of really good yep. hit pieces uh, throughout that they sprinkle in there that are really good, really quick sometimes. Um, and their presentation of it's well done for what it is. I uh, I don't know if I'm jumping on the bandwagon of saying CBS should go after the NASCAR contract, like I think a lot of people have uh, tried to say. But uh, <clears throat> nonetheless, they're doing this. They're doing this a lot of justice, which I think is good. Yeah, can't yeah. get much worse. Than- you think? Uh- <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll get there yeah do you do you think do you think cbs is gunning for a? I don't so i think it's hard with the way f1 and, and that's mm. you know whenever we talk about these media rights deals with motorsports it, it's always going to come back to f1 and their growth in the states specifically um but even in recent years nascar seen an increase i think the nhra has gotten a little bit of a bump they, their share mm. of the entire thing isn't that great especially because they're getting you know bent over <laughs> With the way these NASCAR broadcasts go and their their delayed taped coverage getting pushed back later and later, but um, and IndyCar is kind of IndyCar stagnating oddly enough. Um, you mm. look at the 500 numbers and then you look at Belle Isle numbers, and I know I think the Belle Isle race was on the USA Network, which um, I know a lot of people are like, "Well, well, it's on USA," but USA is in more households than NBC Sports was in. So, yeah. mm. and Peacock, all the IndyCar races are on Peacock. You know, that's a big thing. Five dollars a month, you can get a lot of stuff. But, um, to to answer your question, they'd be dumb not to. I yeah. mean, C- CBS, <clears throat> but CBS would have to be like Fox, where they get an early portion of the deal. They'd have to have the first right. half of the year. And I, I know everyone wants like Fox to go away and all that, but I, I don't see Fox leaving completely. No, no. Um, because NASCAR is such a big part of FS1 at the t- at the moment, it I mean it could go away, I guess. But um, NASCAR is such a big part of their sports programming right now, especially before the NFL season. Um, I feel like they'd fight to keep it. NBC is the one where it actually feels like they would be the they would be the ones more likely to go away, just because now that you've gotten rid of NBC Sports Network, you still have all of IndyCar, and I have a feeling they will fight to keep IndyCar because the Indy 500 mm-hmm. is just such a big event in general. <clears throat> um, 
And just because like those numbers haven't been great this year, TV wise, I, I think that's just a product of kind of a really a, a space that's been a little more oversaturated than it has in years previous. So, um, I, I don't. I, CBS would have to take the first half of the year if they're going to take any, just because mm. of the NFL stuff, because they have NFL coverage, and you're not you're not giving up your <laughs> Sunday afternoon slot for a NASCAR race. Um, when you can put NFL on, so that's where that's where that comes. Yeah, that's plays. that's an interesting and really tough position because <clears throat> you know it. Because, Again, I'm like you. I don't see Fox going away, and CBS is doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And you're right; like CBS would have to grab something early in the season. Yeah, it just sucks. It's so the only way I could see it working out is where you split it between three. Yeah, where <laughs> we kind of like, kind of like when we had like the TNT Summer Series kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, where you know maybe CBS takes, um. I don't know after this because Fox, I think, would fight to keep the 600 and all-star race. Mm-hmm. So whatever, however, those events are put on the schedule, um, then you maybe CBS gets until the start of August and then someone like ESPN or NBC takes over. Yeah. After that. Yeah. But anyway, you can get more races on network is what NASCAR as a sport will be going for, I think, because right. it. it it seems like they're very hesitant to do what IndyCar did and say, yeah, put our races on Peacock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that I feel like that's something CBS would want with how they have Paramount Plus. So mm. these streaming services, there's so much with them. Um, obviously, like F1 has their whole F1 TV thing, right? That you can pay for to watch. And right. Am I getting that? I think part of that's also, I think, out of necessity because f1 is in a different country but, every couple weeks but what i'm saying so. is in that case they're they're not they're not afraid to do streaming yeah yeah indycar mm-hmm. is not afraid to do streaming nascar is afraid to do streaming and i don't know why that is <clears throat> I yeah. think it's that old head mentality against yeah. streaming what, which is really it it's really interesting to me and i don't know i know obviously not everyone makes all the right same decisions as everyone else but like really interesting for a sport that's taking on as much change as nascar is you know and as much like projected change like there's the there's that the news slash rumor of the chicago street course being announced soon oh there's all of these all these changes with the car we'll we'll stick it in there there's there's all these changes with the car obviously with next gen and like you would think the next logical step is getting nascar on a streaming service there's so much change going on in the landscape and the industry that is nascar it's interesting to me that getting racing or getting getting things on streaming is not also top of the list or near the top of the list for them and and there was last year the fan council poll came out and they sent everyone like a demo of what a streaming service from nascar could look like but i don't think there's a need for that because they have a lot of races already posted on youtube and i think just using youtube as the platform for that is a better move Mm mm-hmm yeah. Um, because yeah. you don't have to, you know, you don't have to maintain servers. Yeah, you don't get as much of a lion's share. You're not going to get a subscription. But I don't know how many people are going to pay you ten dollars a month to have a bunch of, you know, four hour races at their disposal. You know what I mean? Like it's not like uh, a Disney Plus or even an ESPN Plus, where you you have like events that can be watched really quickly like espn plus has a bunch of tv shows and stuff that are exclusive to it with big names you know disney plus obviously disney's done a good job with all their marvel their star wars and all that type of stuff 
Um, so that's sort of like if people like F1 has all these practices, you have F1, F2, F3, you know, all the develop. I'm assuming that's all part of the package. I, I don't know enough about how their stuff works, but. Um, whereas with NASCAR, they've kind of just like flow racing has all the local stuff now. Mm-hmm. which three years ago they were offering for free and then it went behind the NBC sports paywall and now it's behind the flow racing paywall. It's just, it, I don't know. I'm, I, uh, I think they're afraid of streaming and that's why they make moves like that all over the yeah. place. But, um, I mean, <clears throat> I, I would like to see them put as many races as they can. If they're getting them on big TV, big network TV, mm. um, make it out, put it on Peacock. For NBC, like they did the last couple of races of last year that were on NBC, like it doesn't make sense not to. It, it people are gonna sh- if people want to watch it, they're gonna watch it, and they're gonna do nefarious ways of watching it, and then you don't get anything out of that. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> at least give them a, a cheaper option that maybe you know half the people or it's just numbers. I don't, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's they're weird. Mm-hmm. They're it sounds weird. like this when I miss Speed Channel. <laughs> but see, that's not. I know it's not exactly the same thing, but I just miss like when we talk about like the flow racing thing and like, oh, we got to have the subscription. I'm like, I just miss having a channel. I can turn it on and there's probably cars going on a track. <laughs> well, boy, do I have the deal for you? Because if you uh, Mav TV with all their like, if you have a smart TV, they have a station and Racing America True. has a station. So yeah. um, that shows older stuff, but it's or not older, but like recent, but not current. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. TV coverage was highly scrutinized for this next event. Chuck Series oh, was at man. Knoxville. I watched the heats and then kind of, I think I only watched through the end of stage one because we were broadcasting USORL. Thanks, John. Appreciate you, buddy. Mm. Um, Love it, John. And uh, saw a lot of critics of the coverage, uh, missing multiple cars or trucks on their sides. One In, in one case, one flipped over. Um, I, I, I haven't watched it back because I really don't care, especially when I see so much negativity. I'm like, I'm not even going to watch this. You didn't. Well, so I was at a wedding on Saturday, so I didn't get to watch the race. Uh, congrats, Gavin and Carlene, by the way. But just following Twitter and discord, I feel like I got the same experience as people who are actually watching. Yeah. Race. So, um, and, and Davey was obviously racing. So <clears throat> I was racing, but I, uh, I caught the I was highlights watching as well. It was uh saw Todd Gillen's burnouts kind of. <laughs> yeah, in split screen. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Marcus Lamonis was mad on Twitter too. Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would be too if the thing I was putting I'm ba- I mean he's basically like all these people can say what they want about Marcus Lamonis and the paint scheme stuff, like whatever you can have whatever opinion you want. He's putting his name on this series and yeah. The broadcast, the broadcast team that that FS1 brought with them to the track. <laughs> oh, they they weren't even just, at the track. They weren't even at the track. That's the problem. Well, wait, yeah. no one was at. Who was? Wait, so was they it were just in the at the track? Yeah, there was, was a couple pit carters and yeah. Josh Sims, and I forget. Um, I forget her name, but she's been doing all the arc coverage, and they were good. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Everybody said the pit reporters were really good. Josh, but the booth. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say Josh has done a really good job. Yeah, and then the other I, her name is slipping oh my, my mind right now, um, but she did a really good job too. And, and go go ahead because you you had a better idea. Well, I'm 
getting this one concocted. Um, so there was an amazing moment where yesterday I went and had dinner with my parents and I, I mentioned the race to my dad and he was like, yeah, I watched it. And I was like, did you know a truck flipped? And he had literally no idea. And I was like, yeah, this happened. And I showed him a video. I was like, this happened in the race you're watching. And the, they just missed it. And because <laughs> the booth wasn't there, they didn't even know it happened. <laughs> and he only, was like, there's no way. And I was like, it did. The only so. there's like, a, what, a video of someone all the way at the tippy top of the grandstands. And then I think Knoxville Raceway put out a highlight video and they have it. There's a guy standing in the corner who gets like a real good close-up shot of her flopping it. Yeah. But it's like a five-second long video. Mm. But that's it. So. Uh, Heather DeBeau was the pit reporter's name. She so. does a really good job, too. Um, yeah. And Jamie Little, so I forget <laughs> if... I, I, talk, I talked about it during our broadcast on, sun, on Saturday night um, because it's the same problem that Vince Welch seems to have. Yeah. But when you're a pit reporter your entire career... I feel like you're probably you, you fo as a pit reporter you got to focus on the individual drivers on the individual stories. But you're a lead announcer, you can't do that. And that's really hard to make that change. Um because for however many X amount of years you've been in one situation, now you got to switch over to the other. I think she's done a really good job with Arca in the races. She's gotten better, right? I like Yeah. I feel like Vince Welch has gotten to the top of his peak. He's gotten to his He's peak. He's at a ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it just, it, they got those announcers and Trevor Bain is, was not the right choice for that, but they had to have somebody cause Michael Waltrip was obviously SRX racing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because if Michael Waltrip was there, I think you don't have as big of a problem with the booth. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Um, I think Michael Waltrip, well, not, maybe not the best is undervalued in the booth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. By a lot of like fans. I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get you. Mm -hmm. Um, but I felt like Trevor Bain was not the not the guy to have up there out of your talent that you have. Don't obviously, I don't know who was available and who wasn't, so that's you know part of it. Um, and then Phil Parsons is he does his job. <laughs> yeah, I just feel bad that like Phil Parsons is basically just like wasting away, watch, like calling Arca races when I think he's like a pretty good announcer. He's not but like. Phil, I feel like Phil Parsons could slot into any crew and sound at least normal. Yeah, you know, like he's 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 like a like a Swiss Army knife kind of broadcaster. It seems like. So I think the biggest thing coming out of the weekend is when you juxtapose Alan Bestwick and Connor Daly and Lindsey Zarniak and Willie T. Ribs and Matt Yoakum with the SRX broadcast, and you juxtapose you just, it with <laughs> that list alone. Right. It just like blows it out of the water. You got you got one of the best pit reporters and Matt Yoakum in the business, and you got mm -hmm. obviously got Alan Bestwick, who's a you know one A one B situation with Mike Joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, Lindsay Zarniak does a really good job of anchoring. She you got does. the personalities with Willie T and uh, Connor Daly, and then you go over and you just you have wet blanket Trevor Bain, Phil Parsons <laughs> who who does his job and does his job well, Jamie Little who is still learning, yeah, and then two young pit reporters that do really good, but they're young pit reporters. Mm -hmm. It just it it's weird because it 
you know, yes, one of them has all the it's the superstar racing experience and you have all these big names, but also you have another one that is a very serious form of motorsports. That yeah. it feels like at times the broadcaster doesn't take too seriously. Like I know all the criticism of Fox with the Cup series and the and the superhero drawings and oh, oh those are so bad. Oh, terrible. Hot take. I actually like those. Continue. That's that's. <laughs> I like some of them, not all of them, yeah. but uh, it makes it look. <sighs> The truck series looks like a joke, whether it's because of presentation or the racing. Like there, there's no win. It, it yeah. looks like it looks like a high school project. It really it does. looks like a group of high schoolers went out. Like some of them are doing really good and picking up the slack. Some of them are slacking. Some of them don't know what they're doing. Some of them do, and it looks like they just got a group of high schoolers that didn't want to do a group project, but now they have to do a group project on this thing that they don't really care about, and this is the result. When I was in high school, I was the producer on our news show for two years, and I get it gives me flashbacks to that. Where there's a lot of times <laughs> where like one person were like, "Man, you're pretty good at this." I'm sorry, we all suck. <laughs> um, so. for the racing though, it seemed like the racing was a lot better this year. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to a uh, friend of the show, Austin Spencer, saying that uh, it, confirming that since he was at the track. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the presentation was awful. You can't do side by side commercials during burnouts. I, I don't. I don't care if you've ran over your TV window. You can't do that. Um. God, was that that's just frustrating. That's just frustrating. If you've ever wondered if, uh, <laughs> if you've ever wondered if Fox or FS1 or whatever, if they care about the truck series, wonder no more. Yeah. You uh, you get the vibe like from watching truck series races that they just can't wait to get out of there, like broadcast wise. Um, and that was like a perfect example. Like, like you already have the no post race or whatever. They're like, congrats, Ben Rhodes later next week. But like, now it's just like, we're not even going to stick around for the burnout. <laughs> like we're out later. And that's and it's good. Good. <laughs> Jinx. Um, that's the thing that's so awkward. Uh, and when I say NASCAR being afraid of streaming services, look at IndyCar's coverage. Hey, we ran over our TV window, but guess what? Free on Peacock, we're going to have post-race coverage. Just scan this QR code on your screen, you'll download Peacock, you'll be right there, you know what to do. Like, there is no post-race coverage at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is the frustrating part. So either you have to have a SiriusXM subscription, you have to go to NASCAR mm. online, go to MRN, PRN, whatever on their websites, hope that you find what you're looking for, hope that a team posts something on their social, hope that Fox decides to release those interviews before they show them on Race Hub on Tuesday, Thursday night that week. Like, that's what you're left with. And it, it's so frustrating, because again, this is, this is a sport that should be, that has a problem with being taken seriously, and the broadcaster does it no favors. Yeah, Nathan. That was, that was good. Speaking of not being taken seriously, one of the things that annoys the hell out of me with truck broadcasts, especially, is when you get Vince Welch and Michael Waltrip does it too, where they talk about like, oh, these last few laps are going to be chaos, kid, they're going to wreck again. And it's like, give them some friggin' credit. Like, at least make it seem like you're not trying to cater to people who just want to wa watch wrecks. Like, come on. I don't know if that's just me, but that's one of the I things that annoys me every time I hear it. I get being annoyed by it. I don't think they do it as much as you're implying they do. Yeah. I feel like it's just 
because I don't watch the trucks that often. But when I do, I'm just like, can you when you do, you're watching Daytona and Talladega. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I and uh, I I do notice them say that, and even if they don't say like this, they're gonna wreck. Like I do notice that they say like I don't know if they're gonna be able to make it back to the line. You know, like they say they say stuff there's like a, that. There's a better way. To fr- there's a better way to frame it. I think. Yeah. Yes, it, that's that's the best way to say it. Yeah, there, there's a, and that's you can look at Fox's coverage as a whole. Is there is a better way to frame it? There is a different way to frame it. There is a more accurate way to frame it, and sometimes they just they they lack that. Um, the survey came out this week with the fan council too about the coverage of Fox's half of the Cup and Xfinity Series season. They had Jamie McMurray on there as an announcer to rank him, which I thought was weird. I think I shared that in our uh, Discord. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thought that was weird. Maybe yeah, Jamie we'll gets a chance in the booth next year. It's so. Cool. It's so interesting. Even even the Xfinity series broadcast, it doesn't just feel like a level up from the truck truck broadcast. It feels like a different series. It feels like a different entity entirely. Yeah. I would assume yeah. there's different producers. It's got to be it. I, I mean, I <laughs> I would hope I mean, at least. I would hope because there's no way that homie's showing up to the truck. Like, like it's just it's like they like it's like you got I me. Mean, we um, they want to get out of there right now. It's they want to get out of there. Like they 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 do not care about the truck series at all like it is just it's a mess every truck series broadcast sounds like a mess it looks like a mess so it is a mess yeah yep congrats to todd gilliland on winning uh for the first time for dgr job todd no that was probably a big moment for him too bad we could see it yeah (laughs) no but seriously i mean winning for your dad's team and stuff that's that's gotta be a big moment for him yeah. Um, because obviously he was with front row last year and front row now in the cup series. <coughs> um F one was in Canada. Um <laughs> another Red Bull win. I don't know how much I didn't watch any of it. I was watching the Tigers actually play good baseball, so this is completely up to you guys, but Max won again. Red Bull's just going away. FIA is doing some stuff to get rid of porpoising. The teams aren't really listening that much. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, we'll do something else to get rid of it. And then they still have it. Yeah. <laughs> the engineers are like, hey, buddy, uh, build a new back. Deal with it. <laughs> I mean, that's, I can't remember that's, it's what it is. Yeah. I can't remember if it was on here where I said that, where the Mercedes engineers are probably like, look, Lewis is probably going to retire anyway. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> just break him before him. he goes. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, uh, yeah, I was quite sad that we didn't get a rain race, given the weekend being wet up to that point. Would have been a fun time. I yeah. still love Montreal as a racetrack, and I thought the race was fine. But yeah, Science made it really interesting at the end, but just mm. couldn't get there. Uh, despite what we're saying about Mercedes, they finished third and fourth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was good, you know. What happened with um, Perez? Uh, I think he had a power unit failure. Um, also, shout out to Haas. Every time they have speed, they find some way to screw it up. Stop. Stop. Both cars made Q3, and then they finished uh, 17th and 19th. Stop. Um, oh, I think Alonso yeah. got a, what, five-second penalty for <clears throat> making two moves or something? Yeah, he starred in qualifying, and then because the Alpine's not very good, he kind of plummeted down the field throughout the race. Would have been, oh, sorry, would have been really fun to see how he would have done if it was wet. 
Oh, yeah. If you don't yeah. like the FIA, check out IndyCar, because while the officiating isn't great, it's at least more consistent. It's And it's at least fun. Yeah. That too. <laughs> I feel like an IndyCar might be harder to drive than an F1 car. Uh, I feel like that's a thing where it's like a yes and no kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like an F1 car, I don't, I maybe here's kind of what I think based on like what I know. Because don't IndyCar doesn't have power steering, right? They don't. But the thing with cars that are built without power steering, it's not as bad as like a car that's meant to have power steering. It's it's two different kind of things there. But like here, my understanding is that like from a pure physicality and raw like driving ability scale i think driving indie car is harder i think getting used to an f1 car is harder because the brake the amount first of all the amount of pressure you have to apply to to the brakes in general but then like actually trusting your brakes take is is like one of the hardest things you can do transferring from any form of racing to a formula one car ever is like the worst, worst part about it is learning to trust your brakes and learning how late you can brake because no one ever uses it to the maximum ability like a Formula One driver who is driving a Formula One year after year does. So like getting used to things like that, getting used to the amount of grip that you have, you know, the commitment levels. I think I think there are aspects of learning a Formula One car that are harder to wrap your brain around than perhaps driving an Indy car, but when you have that understanding driving the F1 car is technically easier because it's it's you're you're driving it the way it's meant to be driven right like you're meant to be going this fast around that corner you're meant yeah. to be breaking that late whereas you know an indie car albeit it's not like a NASCAR stock car or it's not like any other big heavy bodied car where like it's kind of doesn't do anything particularly well like indie cars do things well but compared to an F1 car an indie car doesn't really do anything particularly amazingly, you know, and that's probably that that's where an indie car, in my opinion, would probably be a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I like the analysis. <clears throat> yeah, very pleased. Look at you, big race car podcast guy. I'm <laughs> a race car driver, kind of for <laughs> maybe for lack of better terms. Yeah, I would just I would consider like current indie car to be very similar to like early to mid 90s F1 which was just very, like, raw. You know, there's not, like, you look at a uh, a current F1 car, and there's, you, you basically have to be a race car driver and also a computer engineer, like, the entire time. Mm-hmm. And with IndyCar, it's just like, I'm just going to go fast and occasionally push this push-to-pass button. It's basically <laughs> just a turbo button. Turbo button. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the difference. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but that's, I feel like that's the main deciding factor. Zoom. Yeah, in the end, both very fast. Um, they do go be fast, and though. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get a F1 IndyCar weekend going in Montreal. That would be pretty sick. Um, or F1 and NASCAR. I know NASCAR would never. Do <laughs> NASCAR it, but, would yeah. never be the undercard series in anywhere in North America to F1. How about multi-class racing? <laughs> let's put Just NASCAR IndyCar and F1 still... on the same track and see what yeah. goes wrong. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> Um, oh speaking of nothing going wrong, uh, NASCAR <laughs> rumblings within the industry, uh, the Cup Series or NASCAR as a whole could be doing a street event in Chicago. Um, Chicago. First off, uh, congratulations to all the people that uh, outed themselves as being afraid of cities because people. 
Um, if you know anything about Chicago and where that uh, this event would be held, um, yeah, you're okay. Um, and if you've ever been to a city, you know how cities are. Yeah. We're not racing on the south side of Chicago, <laughs> folks. It's okay. You'll be okay. Just go to Navy Pier. It'll be okay. But, uh, I was really disappointed in that. In that, like, outcry about, oh, it won't be safe. That is just... It's idiotic. It's, unfortunately, like, I'm not... It's not what I expected, but I'm not surprised by it. No, no, no. Most people have no idea yeah. how, how cities work. Yeah. I'm willing to bet the vast majority of people who thought it'd be unsafe have never been to Chicago. Or a city. Yeah, or just a city in general. I yeah. promise you. Well, yeah. I, what did I tweet? I tweeted something, and then a kid posted under my... I'm like, my account, not on the JTN account, because, yeah. God, I would never put an opinion on there. Um, <laughs> kid just just replied because Steven replied um, to me. Shout out Steven Verslack, Apex Graphics. Check him out. Um, ha just have you ever been to Chicago? So I just said yeah a few times actually because yeah I have. <laughs> yeah, you live fairly close. Uh, you take the train, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it that was so disappointing. Again, like you said, not expect not unexpected. Um, a lot of backlash. Oh, they're gonna take Road America's date away. Uh, I always viewed Road America as a stopgap. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. So Road America is a great course. The way NASCAR does their races doesn't set Road America up to be a great race. Right now. Yeah. It's un it's unfortunate, but I do agree. So unfortunate. I don't like it. I like Road um, America. The people that say, "Oh, we'll, we'll just go to Chicagoland," you don't understand. About how valuable land is right now, or was I don't know how it is now. Um, mm -hmm. But when that decision was made to take that track off the schedule, because again NASCAR owns that track, so if they're not racing there, there's a reason, and it's most likely monetary. Uh, and taking the race to a city where you can get more people to go and like build it up as a big event, I think. I think that's what the LA Coliseum race was really a test of. Mm -hmm. How can we build up this as an event in a city? Yeah. They're doing it next Cause year. Because, I, no. I mean, Chicagoland is a very misleading name because that track is not in Chicago. It's in Juliet, which, I mean, still close, but it's not the same thing as the heart of Chicago, like in the downtown streets. Yeah, it's not yeah. like Daytona. It's not like um, even Charlotte. I feel like is close enough to the city. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like 25 minutes, 20 minutes. It's not a long drive. And I'm pretty yeah. sure Juliet's at least an hour outside of downtown Chicago. Now, Chicago's a big city, but, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's frustrating. I was frustrated by that because mm. there's been so much clamoring about NASCAR not doing enough to entice new fans for all these years. And now that they're, you know, thinking outside the box and trying these things, people are like, no, I don't want that. No, I yeah. want you to go to this short track that pulls 200 people every week. Like, shout out to NASCAR. What a power move, making the next-gen suck on short tracks just so we wouldn't ask for more of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a power grab. That is nuts. Yeah. Fair what enough. What a power yeah. grab. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, I was very disappointed by that. I, I don't want Road America off the schedule either. 
uh, mm -hmm. from a perspective of that's a fan, that's an untapped market that you'd uh, once again be getting away from. Although I believe Road America is, a, if one of you could look it up, Elkhart Lake to Chicago, um, they'd be set up where they where they did the iRacing sim because I actually I when I've gone I've stayed like right there. It's right. It's in um oh, I forget what the, it's I think it's Monument Park maybe, um but it's the park right there. It's just southwest of Navy Pier, uh, and that's where they had the track set up in iRacing. So that's where the race most likely. But, yeah, uh, Elkhart, Elkhart Lake to Chicago is like two and a half hours. Yeah. So that's not crazy out there, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. It's obviously I still mean, a leg, but not everyone can be 45 minutes away from three tracks like all the lucky folks in Charlotte that like to say that we shouldn't race in Chicago. Yeah. Woo! Dang. Yeah. Dang. It just, as someone that had a race taken away from my local track, and then the next closest one is Indianapolis, and it's like five hours away, it's like, you know, it's like, mm. Mm. Be quiet, Mister. Yeah. I can go to Bristol, Charlotte, Darlington, Martinsville. <laughs> we got Nashville Sonoma. Now. Yeah, that's no. About you got it. two tracks. You got Auto Club too. Oh yeah, cool. Seven hours away. <laughs> <laughs> it's in California, close yeah. enough. <laughs> people, yeah, people don't like to believe me when I say that Sacramento to Los Angeles is pretty much the same distance as Boston to Charlotte. So, <laughs> Woo. yeah. Jesus. So, uh. Yeah, I, give it a chance. I think you gotta give everything a chance at least once. I would have a feeling they'd have a contingency for if it doesn't go well or something happens or some team's car hauler gets robbed, like apparently people think will happen. Oh, um, oh, like man. I said, yeah, because there's no crime in Florida where Daytona is, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> Those people have never been to Daytona. Clearly, Daytona yeah. is a shit hole, bro. Yeah, no. You're telling me I'm that there's not, no sketchy places in Talladega, Alabama? Mm. Or, how about this? Homestead, like there was Miami. there an actual lynch mob at the Homestead, track last year. Homestead, Miami. Homestead is nothing. <laughs> and then on top of that, it's near Miami. Yep. <laughs> Homestead sucks. Miami is worse, but for different reasons. They're right next to each other and there's a track there. No one complains about it. I, I worry about racing perspective, how the street course would work. Obviously, narrow, tight tracks seem to have issues. But then again, the NASCAR Pinty series always does a good job. So, yeah. So, uh, and, and it's this isn't like we're it's not like NASCAR is like, oh, the Nashville street course. That's a good idea. Let's go there a week after IndyCar's there. Like, it's not like they're going to like a course that's designed for something else. At least at least they're going into it. This is a NASCAR event. Yeah. So you would hope. You would hope, again... They're not going to race not, on Belle Isle. We're not yeah. going to race on Belle Isle. You would hope that some some internal fail-safes would be provided where we can still race on the track. You know, there's ideas that are thought of now rather than later that will allow for a smooth event if it comes through. And for the love of God, stop complaining about Texas. That track is not going anywhere. All right. It, sh it should be, it should, but, but it ain't going. It's so there's it's no, not going anywhere. <laughs> there's no point in complaining. You're just wasting your breath and your time. Uh, yeah. Weekend preview. We only got two groups of events. First off, SRX is at South Boston. Um, should be fun. Wish Jeff Burton was racing. That would have been pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But obviously, I, I have a feeling he's probably not allowed with NBC and... Yeah. As this, of yeah. course, kicks off NBC's coverage. 
of NASCAR this weekend. Congratulations, folks. If you hated Fox, here comes NBC to do a lot of the same hunky-dory stuff, but just present it a little bit better to you. <laughs> uh, the drivers who are in for this week, uh, we got Elio again, uh, Ernie Francis, Tony Kanon. Who's a local guy? And, uh, and then we've got South Boston. It's uh, Peyton Sellers. Ooh. So, yep. Ooh. I'm going to take Ryan Newman. I'm going Mikey W. I hope, go. man. I hope Mikey wins a race this year. Give me Biffle. The thing is, Mikey's been quick. Yeah. Mikey's all right. He's good. He, he was fast a couple races. He gets in uh, dirty. He gets in dirty air, and he's so slow, though. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to channel the power of flow. So. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Uh, all right, SRX South Boston, watch it Saturday night. You know the drill. Um, Superstar Saturday night, local short track. Oh, yeah. Kind of kind of cool. They do uh, a good job. <laughs> uh, trucks and NASCARs in Nashville. Um, don't pack a cooler because you can't take it into the track because that's obviously a great idea. <laughs> it is going to be very hot. How Same dare thing. you want covers over the stands, Joe? <laughs> I saw that, and I'm just like, LOL. My masculinity is so fragile that the idea of people being cool threatens me. I don't want comfort. Be miserable. Be a man. It's crazy. If we made the races feel a little bit better to go to, maybe more people would go. I don't know. No, because that... Actually, no, I probably shouldn't say that. It's a political joke. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say a political joke, too, and I stopped myself. Good job. I'm proud of you. Um, I'll say it after the show. Couple notes for the trucks. Uh, nice Motorsports GM was on with Davey Siegel this week and uh, talked about how they won't expand to Xfinity, but they're looking in part-time cup opportunities with Carson Hosevar, which it's weird. That's funny. Because, uh, again, Carson Hosevar is nowhere near ready for cup. He's got all the talent in the world, but still can't close out a race. Ryan also, Price. Oh, good. Vast majority of our trucks aren't competitive every week. Let's go cup racing. All right. That never went bad for anybody. Um <laughs> And then calling the Xfinity series diluted while you're running five trucks is just <laughs> brother. I was like, this is niece, right? I was like, this is a, this dude saying this. Anyway, you're literally I'm, only trying with one team. <laughs> like, I feel like if I asked enough times, I could probably get a sixth truck with niece. <laughs> Shout out Al niece, though. He's he's a, re- he's a real right one. He's a real one. Um, Ryan Priest. Speaking of Nice and Carson Hosevar returns the trucks to defend his victory. That's who Davey's going to pick. So go ahead, say it. Priest will prevail. And uh, Matthew, who, who do you got this weekend? Uh, sorry, I was just tweeting. Hey, Nice Motorsports, can I run a sixth truck, please? Um, <laughs> I hope you get a response. Please actually do that. <laughs> They're going to block me. <laughs> uh, truck series, give me uh, Zane Smith. Well, that's a good one. I'm going to take Chandler Smith. The Smith brothers. They're not brothers. (laughs) Everybody with the last name is related, Joe. We've been over this. Oh, that's right. Uh, The Xfinity (laughs) series. Tyler Reddick. He's going to be back in the 48 after his Texas win. Uh, Sorry, Jade Buford. Sucks to be you, I guess. Um, Trevor Bain is back in the 18. Ryan Priest is back in the 5. Davey, who's your pick? Priest will prevail. And Matthew. Uh, give me... Uh, I'll take Trevor Bain. Whatever. Weird. Um, give me Justin Allgaier. 
He's so I'm mixing. You give me crap for picking the same guys every week, and then I mix it up, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> he said weird. <laughs> Do you sleep with a wet blanket? Because that's what you picked. Um, he said weird. <laughs> the Cup Series. Damn butt. Sunday night, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Can't wait for the race to run long like it did last year, and I won't be able to watch all of it because I'm calling a race at Nashville with Fast. Um... Kyle Larson, defending race winner, going to be without Cliff Daniels as crew chief. This uh, this race was actually the big race last year uh, that I pinpointed as saying, yes, Cliff Daniels is the right guy for Kyle Larson because there was a lot of that uh, communication that you heard back in the 600 this year about keeping him calm, telling him we're still in this, that type of stuff. Encouraging but not being too uh, forceful. Probably mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Davey, uh, who you got? Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. This is really hard. I'm gonna yep. go a little wacky. Yeah. I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna go a little crazy. Mm. Go Eric Jones. Yeah, I like it. Mm. I don't. I don't think he did too well last year here, though. But that's okay. New car. New car. Yeah. New car. Uh, Matthew, who you got? All right. So, Joe, do you know the phenomenon in football, the fired head coach game? Who got so, fired? When your head coach gets fired. You immediately win the next week. He didn't get fired, but this is the suspended crew chief game race. I'm going with Kyle Larson. They spanked the field last year, so can't wait for Kevin Mendering to be a crew chief again. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's the part that that's you, the that you neglect part. a meference. Okay, we're reference all acting like, like Cliff Daniels isn't gonna Mephrance. be like on a Zoom call with the rest of the crew telling I, what to he, do. From the he shot. will not be able to. He will not be able to overcome. The mess so, that is Kevin meandering. So, you say that, but I think Cliff Daniels' biggest contribution to that team is the fact that he knows how to push the right buttons with Larson. I don't think anyone else can do that. This is this is why they're going to have their bold strategy of just, like, a picture of his face on the dashboard and then a sticky note that just says, like, you can do it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the guy that finished Happy. second here last year. It was kind of his breakout run, Ross Chastain. Probably the only sensible pick made this week for Cub. <laughs> um, I would expect Daniel Suarez to hopefully have another good run. I think he was pretty decent here last year. Uh, the SHR cars are really good on the flat tracks, too. Yeah. Um, think back to Harvick's second place run at Richmond. Briscoe obviously won Phoenix. Um, Gateway, Briscoe was fast. I believe Almarola will finish top five, too, in that race. Almarola won the pole for this race last year. I believe it's also a 50-minute practice session for Xfinity and Cup. Um, Cole Custer will also be at the track. (laughs) All right, you brought up Cole Custer, so let's talk about Cole Custer real quick before we uh, head on out of here. My man (laughs) gets his Xfinity crew chief, Xfinity crew that he does so well with, and just... Like... It's third year. I can't. I, you can't give him the excuse of he has no practice because he's had three years of experience. He's in his third year. I just. Yeah, Cole I Custer just don't is get very it. puzzling. Can I also say, uh, I usually try not to get fanboy because uh, who cares? But it annoys the hell out of me when NASCAR Twitter likes to dunk on Alex Bowman. He's got the best equipment. He runs 15th every week, which literally isn't even true. Um, but I was like, where are all the people criticizing <laughs> Cole Custer? 
or Christopher Bell. You know, these guys who are in... probably been the best, if not second best Gibbs guy. So second I best know, but is he, probably more accurate. He, still, like you'd expect more out of out of Christopher Bell at this point. You know, I don't like Christopher he's... Bell, but I'm going to I'm going to stop you there, kiddo. Well, he's right. He's because he's running. <laughs> Joe's doing this because he's running about as good as Eric Jones did in that car. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it just like it annoys the hell out of me that it's like a dude who's <laughs> a perennial winner now gets crapped on all the time and Cole Custer gets a free pass because he's <laughs> got yeah, guess what? Money. You're technically wrong, but OK. Technically <laughs> only what? Technically, because it's the next gen car. Uh, no, because I think Eric Jones had two wins going into his third year. Or Wait, hold on. Let me figure it out. Here you go. Christopher Bell has to win a race this year, and he'll be on the same pace. How about that? As of right now, yeah, yeah. they're running about the same. It's funny that uh, Eric Jones is running about the same as Christopher Bell week in and week out, and what is considered worse equipment too. So, yeah. You gotta remember, I like Eric Jones. No, I'm, no, I'm I know you, you picked him to win the race. I know. I <laughs> I'm know. with you. I'm just, just. He's been he's been quite good this season as well. I I, I think he said speed. I don't know. Crew chief's yeah. help. Crew Chiefs always help. I've heard that. Crew Chiefs help more than people realize, especially in the Cup Series these days. Um, yeah, Cole Custer is an oddity. I don't know if it's just because SHR took their poop uh, right about when Cole Custer came to the Cup Series, but because I look at 2020 now, I look at that. I look at that year as just a fluke. It was Kevin Harvick being Kevin Harvick more so, you know. Yeah, more so than. But anything it's even else. like. Like Custer is miles off of his teammates in general, because like I mean, looking at the points right now, so you've got Harvick is twelfth, uh, Almirola is eleventh, and Briscoe's thirteenth, and then uh, Custer is all the way down in twenty seventh. Like that is abysmal. So should be twenty eighth. But he's right ahead of Harrison Burton, who hasn't had a very hot season either. I just said because Keselowski's my man Harrison Burton. Oh yeah, Harrison Burton. Oh my god, Her- Brad Keselowski's thirtieth in points. Yeah, he's gonna be chilling there, man. He's just gonna be straight chilling. My man yeah. Harrison Burton. The only time he be the only time he tries hard is when there's a wreck in front of him. Apparently, like Harrison Burton is two points ahead of Todd Gilliland. That dude, ha- Harrison Burton has plowed into like two to three wrecks this season at least it makes no sense because you have nothing to believe he would do that based off his xfinity career that's the you know like, yeah you have what what you have in, in harrison burton before the season you have like a relatively promising young driver who's maybe getting promoted a couple a little bit early but you kind of expect like something i mean the dude literally the only notable contributions he's made this year is full throttling into wrecks yeah that's I mean, it and flipping being the first guy and to flip in the next that gen. Too. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Not a good thing to be known for. <laughs> it wasn't his fault, really, but Matt, still. Matt DiBenedetto fans are molding, watching Harrison Burton in the 21. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in my car. I didn't know I, would, I wasn't going to have a ride, even though I totally did. Um, yeah. Yonks. <laughs> Shout out to Rackley Ward for getting better in the trucks, I guess. I, I think about the Matt DiBenedetto fallout with with Wood Brothers like once a week, and I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't know you were going to be back? They announced it in 2020 that you were going to be back. I remember <laughs> listening to the Sirius XM, and it was uh, Daniel Trotta and Larry Mack's show. 
and he called in like I, I was very surprised that he and they're like oh well that's so nice of you to call in because obviously it's a big day and disappointing news and he's just talking about how he's like completely blindsided by it oh i should have spoke up about the team not having chemistry earlier in the year and it's just like brother like why are you burning these oh bridges you could still have an xfinity ride with these folks if you were you just played cards right yeah <clears throat> God. Well, idiot. I don't want to yeah. move down to. I want to stay a cup driver. I think I've proven I'm a cup driver. Have you? Let's let's be honest. Uh, the two shot, the one shot, really good shot you had at victory. You, you threw it away. And like even the thing with that, like I wouldn't even say Matt Benedetto is a bad driver. Like I think he proved that he like he has the talent to be in the Cup Series. Yeah, he just like made sure that when he lost his ride that he wasn't going to do anything to find another one and also burn every single bridge on his way out. Yeah. Like they're like escorting him out and he's like kicking over trash cans as he's walking yeah. out of Wood Brothers and everything. Like it's just <laughs> idiotic. Why won't they let me back in? I don't yeah. get it. All I did was like talk a bunch of smack about them in social media posts. <laughs> God. What an interesting offseason it was. Now we're reaping the benefits of it here in June. But folks, this was the Fake Racers <laughs> Podcast. Remember, you can hit that subscribe button, like the video, and follow us on your podcast platform of preference. If you want to go the extra mile to help support us on JTN, head on over to the JTN merch store. Why not pick yourself up a Fake Racers Podcast t-shirt, hoodie, or sticker? Um, it's a great way to show off your love for our podcast. Congratulations if you do love it. We really appreciate you. Davey, where can they find more from you? Davey has it on Twitter with a with a little <laughs> at thing in front of it. Uh, D7H5 on Instagram, also with the at thing in front of it. Not with the not with the at thing in front of it. D7H5er on Twitch with an ER at the end. Do that thing. Matthew. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MCLN51 where you can see John Peterson, friend of the show, respond to my niece motorsports tweet saying, dog, don't be picky, just run the 41 when Ross ain't. So, currently trying that out. Um, and you can find me on YouTube at Dale Eight Rocks. All that being said, folks, as always, cannot thank you enough for tuning in to the Bake Racers podcast this week. We appreciate you. We love you. And we hope you enjoy another great weekend of racing from Nashville. And hopefully if you're going to the race, you figure out how to get some cold water in there because I don't care how many hydration fountains they have. Um, it ain't going to be enough. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. Sweet.